This is Kanz and Shu, the podcast, episode 341 for the week of August 18th, 2013. Welcome to Akan Zen Shu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Akan Zen Shu. Right, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Sup, folks? My name is Mike Vegito Ex, and joining me again after a little time off on his own, although that's time off the podcast, not time off working on the site. Not by. Any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> Mr. Julian, what up? Coming from Japan. That is correct. And it's 11 on a Sunday night and my children are wide awake. You described it to me as, my kids are very genki right now. Yes. <laughs> so my my wife is very annoyed because she wants to sleep. Right. But the, the baby is crawling around and my daughter is talking to herself and singing little impromptu songs and... And you're like, peace out. I'm going to go record a podcast. See ya. No, actually, I volunteered, but she said, shoo. <laughs> Shoot you out. Do you cause extra problems if you're around? Do they want to stay up more? Um, well, she wants me to read to her for the yeah. umpteenth time. Gotcha. All right. Well, you can entertain me instead of entertaining your kids now. That's your job. Okay. It's good to catch up with you, man. It's uh, been a, a relatively slow two weeks here for Dragon Ball News, but uh, there's been a lot of topic development for the podcast here. Uh, I, I kind of want to tease some future topic episodes right now before we talk about what this week's topic is going to be. I've been diving into research journals and I wanted to read one particular article. Then I discovered that one journal had two great articles I wanted to read, but they are not available online for a cheap price. And I actually work at a school, so I have journal access, but I didn't have access to this journal. So I just paid $10 to buy an academic journal from 1978 to cite on a future podcast episode about Broly. Um... Okay. Let no one say we do not go to extreme lengths here on the show. Now, you're probably thinking, wait, 1978, Dragon Ball wasn't even a thing yet for another, what, eight years? Uh, six years at that point, at least a manga for uh, seven years. Julian, are you going to talk about Broly with me in the future? I guess. I'm roping you into this. I need someone to keep me sane here. Suppose I have no choice. <laughs> you have no choice. So that's something you can look forward to. It's something that's always been on the back burner for me. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to talk about Broly. But I saw someone, I forget who, I'm sorry, recently mentioned it on the forum because there was you know, the umpteenth Broly thread. And it's like, hey, that'd be a great podcast topic. Hey, you're right. I've been meaning to do that for like 10 years now. So we'll get to that soon. But Julian, this week, instead of talking about Broly, I do want to talk about something else that I forget how this came up. I'm, I'm just pulling things from the forum here recently. Uh, it's a great way to fill in some time as we lead up to larger research topics. And I don't mm. know why I mentioned it, but I mentioned alt.fan.dragonball, the old Usenet news group that I used to be a part of. You were there for a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's like, hey, people probably don't remember how this got started. I want to talk a little bit of the early days of talking about Dragon Ball Online, almost pre-message boards, because, I mean, yeah. Zenshu EX had a message board going long, far back, and people, of course, talk about the Planetnomic message boards, uh, which I had no familiarity with because I have my own. Um but there was a time before that, and there were some good memories there, and a lot of the foundation of Kanzenshu today really took place there, believe it or not. So yeah. that's going to be our topic a little bit. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We got news, though, Julian. So before we start talking about ye olden days, I need you 
to talk about ye nuden days with me. By that you mean recently? Yeah, I mean this week. Oh, okay. It's been a pretty busy time for me in that in spite of not having huge amounts of stuff to do at work, people find ways to rope me into other things and <laughs> really making slow progress on a number of things and in particular a number of projects on the site, believe it or not. So Julian, maybe this is news, but it's sort of content at the same time and we're going to roll it into something that's coming probably in a couple of weeks time. But could you tell me real briefly about Jump Live and what's been in there twice so far? Yes. So Jump Live is this, I guess I could call it an experiment, is a sort of extra issue, if you will, of Weekly Shonen Jump, except it's updating with content, multiple things every day for the entire month of August. And uh, there's some things that are free to read just by downloading the app, which is available on the Japanese version of the iTunes app. Uh, App Store and possibly from the Google Play as well. But anyway, so some stuff is also um, pay content. Every week so far this month on Monday, they have put up a a chapter of Jaco the Galactic Patrolman, which is free to read, but also some bonus content from Akira Toriyama, which is sort of inside information about the series. Right, and so far there have been two which yes. you have translated. We have not posted because, like I said, it's going to be rolled into something else coming in the near future. Uh, yes. Are there any quick little tidbits you want to pull out of there, though? Uh, well, just really quick. Uh, Akira Toriyama had been working on Jaco the Galactic Patrolman since over a year ago. He had intended to oh, have yeah. it start running in Jump alongside the release of a certain other Toriyama-related thing earlier this year, but he tried to keep the same sort of schedule he had when he was younger, you know, working every day (laughs) on two hours of sleep, and kind of wrecked his health and had to take a break. Well, we saw that happen with Oda recently as well. I mean, he talks about such an extreme sleep schedule. It's no surprise. Toriyama, a little bit older, same thing happened. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, Eiichiro Oda is kind of an extreme case himself, but... Yeah. Oda's case, it's because he's very driven. Right. Where Toriyama's case, it's because <laughs> it would take him that long to do everything. In particular, when he started with Dr. Slump, he did everything himself because he didn't right, know right. of any other way. And his assistant at the time, which I think is um, Hisashi Tanaka, before he switched to Matsuyama mm-hmm. later in Dr. Slump, was talking about, well, you know, he came over, but there wasn't much for him to do besides blacking in some of the areas that were inked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in addition um, to that, I, I saw Toriyama also comment that he's doing it all digitally, so that's slowing him yes, down a little bit. as well. And he's doing it all by himself. He hasn't used an assistant since, I think, the end of Dragon Ball. But as he gets older, he finds this is also... Um, you know, limiting in terms of his pace. Yeah, it's tough. But um, it's also interesting that he's changed the style a bit of the way he does things. Oh, my son is getting cranky oh, no. in the other room. <laughs> I, I should explain that my children are not yet asleep, so they may occasionally be hearing them. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yes. So he's actually been working closely with his editor, who appears now to be Kohei Onishi for this, who has worked on a, a number of other series for Jump, although I can't remember any off the top of my head. <laughs> um, but uh, he's been working with his editor. His editor has been sort of uh, helping him refine the story. And Toriyama, 
in a rare step for him, has actually been doing separate storyboards and drafts. Yeah. And normally he just whip up the storyboard and then draft over top of it. But this time he's doing it very properly, like a good little boy. And as a result, it, it feels very clean. And you can see that he's put a lot of effort into the art in spite of it being by his own admission, not particularly action packed. Mm-hmm. Did I also see something about he's not too concerned with the dialogue? He, like he's letting editorial kind of finish that up if he doesn't really care well, or like it? I, I think in that particular case, he means the lettering. Oh, okay. Since the lettering is taken care of by the editors rather than him. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Uh, when I went to the uh, exhibit back in March, March, was it April? April. <laughs> you could um, also see that with his original manuscripts. That mm, that's right. Yeah. Every, everything was very cleanly inked, except for the dialogue, which he'd sort of sketched out in pencil. And for the sake of the exhibit, they had sort of the, the actual dialogue pasted over top. But there were places where you could see the original penciled in dialogue as well. Gotcha. Well, that's the thing. We'll have more coverage of uh, the Jump Live additional supplemental material tied into yes. our own supplemental content on the site. Yes. The oh, and I should mention also yes. that uh, in addition to that, they have this feature called Mainichi Dragon Ball. So mm. every day there's one chapter of the Dragon Ball manga, colorized version, oh. uh, put up to read for free. Uh, so far, they've covered the Goku versus Ma Jr. fight and the Goku versus Frieza fight. And now they're do they've skipped ahead again and they've they're doing Super Saiyan 2 Gohan versus Perfect Cell. Oh, that's interesting. Because I think these are no, chapters yeah. that we've never seen them in color before, not even digitally. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, I don't think we have because the latest print stuff in Japan, was this back in February? I don't even remember. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was February was the freeze April. Stuff. Yeah. Was Cyan Arc and then the Frieza Arc. Yeah, yeah. So we haven't had anything past that in print. And I think, I haven't checked recently, but I'm pretty sure they haven't gone digitally past volume 20 of the Tonko Bone yet. So this hmm. would be the first time that we've seen the Cell Arc, any of the Cell Arc, in color. Right. And there's still no print edition announced. Uh, and Viz is going chapter by chapter. They're still doing Goku versus Vegeta. Yes. Well, Julian, let's move on to other stuffage here. This is, uh, again, it's tough writing about this because it's a new line of figures, but it's not actually a new line of figures. It's a new line of figures, but it's all old figures. This is the Dragon Ball Capsule R, now the Cyan Arc. Yes. How do I explain this exactly? So basically what you have is these um, little capsule figures that you basically buy them well normally you'd buy them in like a little vending machine where you can sort of spin the thing and open it up and see what you get there's other ways to buy them as well sort of random packs i think usually yeah but anyway mega house it's basically taking older figures and scenes from the cyan arc and um putting them out i don't know it's really hard to explain and i'm not all that well-versed in it, so maybe you could explain it better right. than I could. Like you were saying, you, little capsule figures, there's seven of them, and each one comes with an additional piece to fit together a final piece in the end. So all seven of these actually have names, but if you just want to go through it, it's Goku tearing off his dogi, where he's about to go Kaioken. Uh, Goku has just used Kaioken on Nappa. We have Goku chasing bubbles. We have Vegeta just standing there. We have Piccolo blocking uh, Nappa's blast from Gohan. We have, is that Goku grabbing? No, it's Raditz elbowing Goku and Piccolo in the kind of head there. And then we have Gohan eating apples. Now, Julian, there was one particular name in Japanese for like, 
Grammatically, this makes no sense. Which one was that? So, osorubeshi raditsu. Okay. So, so it makes sense if they are two different sentences. Osorubeshi raditsu. Gotcha. He is fearsome, raditsu. But re- <laughs> uh, really, it should be osorubeki raditsu, the fearsome raditsu. And I don't know, it's, it's older, archaic Japanese, and it's probably why it's not gotcha. completely right. But okay. It annoys me. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, you piece all the extra pieces together, and you get that great shot of Goku with the uh, halo and the angel wings and Kaio in the background. The yes. Iconic shot there. So these are coming in late 2013. Is there an exact date? I don't remember. Um, um, CD I Japan's think... wrap-up date uh, is actually the day the podcast comes out, August 19th. Uh, Toei yeah. Shop, they say their reservation ending date is October 20th or while supplies last. So it's going to come out probably November onward. Yes. So that's uh, a little fun little thing yeah. to be looking forward to if you're into the figures. Yeah, and you can buy, uh, well, pre-order at this point, uh, boxes of figures. But again, they're... They're secrets. You don't know what's going to be in there, so you might get doubles. All right, so let's move on. Uh, next story here, Namka Bandai Quarter 1 Fiscal 2014 figures. Not an exciting quarter. Namka Bandai themselves posting a $99 million net income. That's uh, about 9.5 billion yen uh, first quarter this year. Dragon Ball is not on the best performing franchises overall, and it has not been there in about half a year. So we don't get too much of a very good specific breakdown on the overall franchise performance, but it was there for general toys and hobby merchandise. This is the non-video game stuff. It did jump in net sales from 1 billion last year, that first quarter, to 1.5 billion this quarter this year. Um, it's forecasting the same 4.0 billion yen for the year, which would actually be a drop from 4.8 that it did last year. So it's a combination of holding steady, maybe a little bit of a drop, but it's also a kind of a dry period for Dragon Ball in Japan in terms of merchandise right now. And it's kind of a shame. There are obviously the video games coming up, and I do have information to share about them, except the issues of V Jump and Weekly Jump that have them in them are currently at work, and <laughs> I'm not. Right. So, well, we can at least cover one of those stories real quickly because uh, there's nothing else to say about uh, this. That's uh, J Stars. We have another two characters announced, and I mean the specifics of them are well, they do the special move. So, Julian, who's been announced? So, Gone Freaks from Hunter Hunter and uh, Yusuke Urameshi from uh, what was it? Yu Yu Hakusho have right. been announced for Jump J-Stars Victory Versus, and they perform their special moves. Uh, I forget what it is for Gon, but for uh, Yusuke, obviously, it's the Ray Gun. Yeah, not a whole lot to say about that right now. Uh, real slow drips information on yes. that. Also, real slow drips on Battle of Z. I didn't know it was kind of related to some other thing, but uh, I think it was Namka Bandai Europe had Battle of Z as a tentative 2014 calendar year title. So I think we're not going to see... Is it Man, are we really not going to see any main console games this year? This is the way J-Stars is going. I don't see that coming out this year because it's so slow right now and battle Mm. of z sounds like it's going to be next year battle of z might come very very late this year in japan and then maybe early next year internationally but if we're getting anything it's going to be late this year Hmm. yeah i don't know what to say really i mean when's it going to come out (laughs) it's not like you're going to play it. i'm going to be the dumbass playing these games so (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it's something to look forward 
too, I suppose. It's but the it's- yearly cycle. Looking forward to games. Whatevs. All right, Julian, let's wrap up news. Uh, they're really still trying to push these series all together as one, aren't they? Pretty much. Okay, so we have new merchandise coming September 2013. And you're saying, yeah, there's lots of Dragon Ball merchandise, but this is Dragon Ball, One Piece, and Toriko together, just like the collaboration special thing they had back around the time that Battle of Gods came out. This special, of course, had Luffy and Goku and Toriko in uh, this weird mishmash of the Tenkaichi Budokai and some sort of cooking thing. And, of course... um, the in-universe section of our forum gets into fierce de- debates about the relative strength of these characters now. But but this is out of universe. This is a tapestry, a microfiber mini towel, a microfiber sports towel, a pouch, and a tote bag. There you go. Now, the one thing that I'm very intrigued about is the one at the very bottom that we have in our news post. Okay. Where we have something that's very clearly based on that one image with yes. uh, Gohan trunks and goten firing off their guns in the car uh-huh. except this time we have goku character i don't know the name of and kame sending plus a bunch of other people in the background uh, including luffy and kuridin and some just other people sanji with the gun you know that it's really hard to tell with this picture i think that's just sanji i'll take your word for it but it's cool yeah and i don't know i i like the, the sort of mishmashes when they're done well yeah i i was kind of on the fence about the special it was. Oh, I know. We still never impressive. talked about that. I, I think what we'll have to do is hold off until a possible home release of it. And let's just cover this real quick. Julian, the way that Tortico started a couple of years ago, and there was the whole thing where it took Dragon Ball Kai's time slot, but it kind of kicked off with a collaboration special with One Piece. Yes. And, and then there was a year later, another anniversary kind of crossover special of those two. And then a year after that, which was this year, they brought Dragon Ball into the fold. Those yes. two Toriko and One Piece specials, it took a while, but those finally did get a home DVD release. Nothing yes. about this three-way crossover special yet, though. Yeah, at least not yet. I, I saw that as a potential extra for the limited edition of Battle of Gods. But right, as far as right. we know, it's not going to be on there. As far yeah. as we know. Yeah, I know. It, it's tough because it is the three series. So do you include it on maybe like the film Z set as well as Battle of Gods? Yes. And then there's a Toriko Toriko movie that just came out. Right. Yeah. That's going to movie coming out. So that could have worked. Um, but really nothing now. The way that I phrase this update, and I'm, I'm being very careful here. We don't know anything. We're just sort of projecting if they're coming out with this merchandise and based on the release time frame of this previous crossover, they actually called it the Collaboration Special Kanzenban for the two Toriko and One Piece specials. It seems like later this year could be a good time for it, especially around Battle of Gods, get everyone to just kind of buy everything. But we don't know. It just seems like it would be a good time. Yeah, but we have no idea. Really. But we have no idea. <laughs> so when, I think when it comes out on home release, because I'm sure it will at some point, we'll uh, give it a proper coverage then. Uh, Julian, I only want to cover one other little piece of news. Even with you in Japan, if we tried to cover every little piece of Dragon Ball Heroes news, we would probably go insane. So we'd like to keep up with, okay, yeah, the this is the big galaxy mission update. Okay, oh, this is a, a new character 
departure, baby Janemba, uh, some of the new Super Saiyan 3 transformations. This is a sort of new <laughs> transformation. It's one of those, we don't really know what else to do, so let's just throw some more crap together. Well, Julian, Super 17 is now absorbing number 16. Yes. So in the depths of the hell stage, Super 17 is waiting for you and... Uh, in uh, Galaxy Mission 9, I should say. So in level 4 of the Hell stage is defeat the Super 17s. So apparently there's more than one Super 17. And um, somehow um, it also absorbs number 16. And the resulting Super 17 is um, <laughs> ridiculous. I, I want to attempt to read something in Japanese. You can tell me how, how well I did. All right, you okay. ready for this? Okay. 16号を吸収してさらにる進化を遂げた姿にさらなる進化を遂げた姿にさらなる進化を遂げた姿に Alright, I, I was okay. So what's that mean? <laughs> so it absorbs uh, number 16 and... and just kind of like the absorption goes further. It, it becomes an even more evolved form. And the super powered up, uh, what's complete, or perfect, uh, perfect physique has uh, uh, Katsumoku. Uh, behold, the <laughs> super powered up perfect physique is basically what it says. Dude, he looks ridiculous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what do you think, man? Um, <laughs> it's hard not to laugh. I was joking about this on Twitter. I would love to go back in time and show all this hero stuff to my 16-year-old self. And I think there would be one of two possible results from this time traveling. One, I would just be in total disbelief and I'd probably punch myself in the face. The other would be, I would just spontaneously combust. Yes. Um, there was also the thing, I think it was um, late last month at the Psycho V-Jump Festa that they revealed for, I think it was a later update for, was it Heroes? Uh -huh. I can't remember anymore. There's uh, basically uh, adult GT-style Gotenks. Oh, right. We saw that from Picking Duck on, on Twitter, but I have not seen a formal unveil anywhere else, so I'm yes. kind of holding off on that for an independent confirmation. Yeah, I mean, it's probably something that's in the pipeline. I'm sure. It's all about giving the fans a sneak peek of what's to come at those sort of events. Yeah. So I'm curious as to how that's going to go and also what it's going to do to the fans who are obsessed with things like Battle Power's because fusion. Because fusion. All right. <laughs> Speaking of my 16-year-old self, let us travel back in time. It's funny that you should choose this topic this week because on another yeah. forum I was just um, getting, well, not into an argument, but I was posting on a forum about specifically Jacko the Galactic Patrolman. Uh -huh. And this other member comes out of the woodwork and says, well, you know, I've never seen you before. Did you change your name or something? And I think, what? In this particular forum, I've been there since 2005. <laughs> okay. Maybe before that, because I'm pretty sure their forum crashed at one point. But um, yeah, like, um, no, I've been here longer than you have. And in fact... I was back on Usenet and got into a little bit of a discussion about Usenet with some of the older members and this other member who was like, are you new? Was just sort of disappeared. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, people come and go, but my kin Julian will forever remain. Yes. It was, it was just very <laughs> funny. But yeah, I, it got me thinking back a little bit on the um, olden days of alt fan Dragon Ball. So I was yeah. amused that you <laughs> decided to bring it up and oh, like, good, hey, good. same wavelength. 
So, I, I mean, Kanzenshu is an institution at this point. The forum is a large part of our site and our community. It just kind of is and is. The, the current install of the forum dates back to 2004. We had a couple versions before that. Yes. But there, there was an internet before established forums that ran properly attached to websites with user accounts where you can do other things. Like, there was no commenting on news stories. There was no single yes. sign-on to things. There was, well, I'm on AOL and I'm digging around and, oh, what's this over here? Julian, I discovered alt.fan.dragonball. I couldn't tell you how. It was probably just me digging around on AOL, like I said. just. I think I did it the same way. I'm new. I love this. I need to talk about it. I need an outlet. And so AOL actually had a surprisingly a rather robust newsreader that you could use that kept all the topics and was easy to use and, and post. So yes. Usenet, it's a decentralized message board. It's kind of the best way that I can describe it, where your ISP usually was in control of keeping track of, has someone posted a new message to this? Like messages were almost individual posts that could be kept or not kept. Uh, and so you could sort of just tune in there and say, all right, give me all the new posts in this section over here. So things would be broken down to all right, alt and then fan and then it would be alt.fan dot uh, not that naruto was around or one piece was around but one piece was pretty close 1999 right um yeah so it'd be alt.fan dot one piece alt.fan we had alt.fan dot dragon ball and that's where we all kind of gathered and if you look back there you'll see a lot of familiar faces if you hang out on kanzenshi these days uh some may have changed their names but uh, in a nutshell, Julian, we killed alt.fan.dragonball. Yes. I mean, who did we have? We had Greg. We had Daimao. We had... Um, we had Rachel. Uh, Rachel. We had Tanuki. <laughs> who, was a, who was a troll on, on alt.fan.dragonball. He totally was. He was trolling Mary's site as well. I mean, some people grow up, some people don't. Joe is someone who grew up. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm sure we're forgetting some other people. Some of the early members, I know there was Mirai, Matt, uh, who early member as well. And there's a lot of other folks you could go back to be like, wow, yeah, they've been around for a long time. But uh, we kind of brought them all over and in essence killed that news group. We apologize. But it was a, a really forming time is kind of the best way that I can describe it. If you look back on it now, how do you think about it? What comes to mind for you? It's sort of this wild place where you had to sort of combat the spam for attention. Yeah. And um, right, because it was it was totally decentralized, so there was no moderation. So spam right. bots could just post, and it was well, deal with it. Yep. Oh, hey, another flood of spam posts. How many pages do I have to click through before I get back to people right. discussing things? And you know, there were trolls and flame posts, and you know, things that we try to get away from on we tried to get away from on Daisenshu EX, which I think may have contributed to the <laughs> death of the news group, right. more or less. And um, people got into personal spats and, you know, went off in a huff and people came and went. And there were times when people sort of ganged up on new members because they didn't know the etiquette. 
again, we were all 16. That's the thing. There were a couple older folks. There was Steve Simmons. He he was almost the grandfather of the group at the time. But uh, Wu Ken also posted there occasionally from uh, Susinshu. Uh, I mean, a lot of those early Dragon Ball folks. Uh, I think Ed Corgan mostly posted on uh, rec.arts.anime. The Maybe other one um, was there Ryan uh, Caster Troy or uh, I don't think so. Oh, Correct okay. me if I'm wrong though, dude. So. Maybe you I don't were remember. there. Sorry, I don't remember. <laughs> it's it's a long. We're we're all sort of we're both trying to get through our um, fuzzy memories and right. Everything sort of blends together. After so a while. we had some older people, which was good because maybe that's what we are now, trying to keep everyone under control. But it was a, a lot of younger folks discovering Dragon Ball for the first time because Dragon Ball had recently come to North America. Uh, I would have joined. It was December 1997 when I got my first online computer and Dragon. Ball had been airing for a year at yes. that point. So. I, I didn't join until a few years later, maybe 2000, 2001. Mm. So what's really interesting to me is to go back and see how many parallels there are between then and now. There was, at the time, a lot of... is kind of the consensus of the entire community there, which I, I thought was really interesting. Yeah. The sole focus should be... and unless otherwise specified, is the original Japanese version of the franchise. And I saw that posted so many times where, I mean, especially 99, season three was coming. So all these quotes of, I heard so-and-so say this, like, well, not really. I just saw that come up over and over and over. It's like, wow, that's really interesting because that's kind of our mantra now. Yes. So it's kind of funny it's a lot of our ethos i guess you could say developed out of what was originally on that news group and i know that over time there were more and more people who joined who were more into the english dub simply because that was becoming a thing yeah and certainly by the time that i joined there was sort of almost not quite wars but (laughs) certainly fierce arguments between the two camps about not necessarily which was better but what they should talk about and what's valid and what isn't and that sort of thing yeah yeah i think there was a push at some point to do a a further subgroup that was like dot dub or dot english i I think it was dot us oh okay that sounds right yeah i don't know how successful that was but ah who knows (laughs) we were gone by that point we kind of ruined it so i mean i don't know how much there is to actually say about it and just more describing it but i I do want to pull it back. I've been thinking a lot about this lately was, I don't know if you remember the name Jim Stanfield. Yeah. That was a pretty shocking thing. It it was. Uh, Jim was uh, a young guy. I believe he was only 16 years old. And this morning I was going back and reading some of his posts and put me in in a really down mood, but also in a really uplifting mood at the same time. So I'm like, you know, if Jim was still here, he would be doing exactly what he was doing then along with us at this point. Jim was, and I forget how we found out, I think it was maybe his sister finally got access to his account and posted something, but uh, yeah. Jim was struck by a truck on the way to school one day, and he was in the hospital, I think, for at least uh, another day before he sadly passed away. And it, it was really tough at the time because... And you can hear it in my voice still. That was one of the earliest. Wow. That's an actual person on the other side right there. 
And I, th- I think that really helped solidify for me what is, I think, <laughs> commonly passed around now as Will Wheaton's don't be a dick. <laughs> you know, where it's like, that's a real person there. They have real opinions and they're valid. Yeah. So I, I think we should explain a little bit about who this person was first. But basically, he was very active in the news group. He was obviously a little bit younger than us, but um, very well, well-spoken, had insightful opinions, and I think was some, someone that a lot of us on the news group really connected to because he was able to share his opinions and engage in this sort of lively debate. And sort of one day, he sort of stopped posting, and I don't remember exactly. There were a few people who sort of be getting impatient that he wasn't responding yeah and then one day we got this news it was it was a shock because i think a lot of us sort of came to see him as a good friend even though we'd never met him personally obviously but yeah yeah. i mean this is it's it's been 10 years and by this point you know friends that you've never met on the internet is very commonplace at the time it was it was still a relatively new thing and it was almost uncommon to find that sort of deep connection through common interests to these random strangers on the internet and i think when we all found out what had happened we was just we were i don't know how to describe it really sort of struck yeah it was a a weird time we're actually coming up on almost 11 years Uh, i think it was october uh, in february late september um but that was a point where daizenshu ex was kind of in between um julian you and i relaunched the site january 2003 um, yeah. I took, I don't want to say I took a year off, but I kind of did, which was really good. I mean, you're, you're not an adult when you're in college, you, <laughs> you just don't. <laughs> oh, I know that. So, um, but I, I really wanted to not cover Jim's death. That's not right. But really make it a point to be like, he was important. And as I go back and look at some of Jim's posts, again, I was doing this this morning and bring me down, but bring me up. I saw a lot of, yes, that's what was said in the English dub. However, <laughs> you know, presented in a nice way and with authority. And I, I, I'd have to really dive back in. But if I remember correctly, he was getting really into Japanese. I I think he was going to start taking the language and he was interested in picking apart some of these differences. He would be Julian number three. If you're Julian number one and Jake is Julian number two, I think if Jim were around, he would be Julian number three right now. It's very possible. And well, you know, he, he started learning Japanese in earnest earlier than I did. So it's quite possible that by now he would be better. Um, and I think that's one of the factors that motivated me to actually seriously study just because I I actually, you know, looked to him for help early on and learning things like the Kana. Mm. And we did have a few email exchanges along those lines, but, um, it wasn't until after he passed that I really decided to buckle down and learn a language. So I suppose I have him to thank to an extent for being able to speak the language now and certainly living in japan <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> having wife and kids helps. that helps too <laughs> yeah uh so just in general as we think back to the uh, our entire time there on alta fan dragon again i think that really formed who we became as internet citizens in a way our outlook on the series and our outlook on fandom and again it was 
so early. We were still kids, but I think I kept a lot of that stuff with me. And I reflect on that now and I go, how do I want to say this? Okay, there's probably a better way to say this, (laughs) you know? Yes, exactly. Well, you know, we were young. We were mm, very forthright about our opinions, even when they were um, from uh, the current standpoint, very obviously wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it was a time where things from Japan were not as easily accessible. There were fewer of us who actually spoke the language. Even if you could speak the language, like I said, you know, you, you need to know a guy in order to get a hold of some of this stuff. Right. You know, e- eBay was young and the stuff that was on it was not as broad-based as it is now. You couldn't order directly from Japanese suppliers because even if they had a net presence at all, they probably wouldn't ship outside Japan. And of course, Import shops were terrible at being able to search. We were relying on Wuken for news, Steve for the occasional translation of things. So it's like, hey, that's a guy who knows Japanese. He's (laughs) going to be the source of information. And I remember talking with Greg. I don't know if I told this story. Maybe I did on when we did one of our crossover episodes with uh, One Piece podcast. But the first time I ever talked, and I put talked in quotes because it wasn't in person. I've still never met Greg in person. First time I ever talked to Greg online, I think was in a Yahoo chat room. I asked him to tell me what happens in the final episode of Dragon Ball GT. (laughs) So that would have been uh, early, probably 98 at that point. Greg would have been running his site for a year, and I probably saw that he got the tape. And I finally got my tape that year, too. It was very exciting. I I do look fondly upon those earliest days of my being online. I I really dislike... I say I dislike, but I I don't want to say I've actively purged memories of, and I certainly didn't drink them away in college, but I do not (laughs) remember those middle years, kind of pre-2003, like 2001 to 2003, I don't remember at all. In 2000 Um, 2000 and 2003, I don't remember them. From what I remember, you got fed up with uh, naysayers and detractors and general fandom idiocy, took your ball and went home. Yeah, so I was Phil Fish. There, there were there were some hosting issues back there as well. Well, there was but, that too. So, but <laughs> I guess you, you all came together. You you felt like you were trying to provide something to the fandom and not being I don't want to say not not being given respect that you deserved because um, there was no respect to be deserved. No, yeah, I, I don't want to say that you were entitled, but you obviously felt like you weren't getting anything out of doing it at the time. Because people yeah, yeah. either wanted wanted more all the time or just didn't care. I, yeah, I think it was definitely more personal. Is that I was not finding any value in doing it anymore. And maybe at the time I blamed it on others, but I think it was all personal and internal at that point. I think I needed a break, and getting in touch with you really, really helped. So thank you, Julian. Yeah. <laughs> if I've no never problem. said that before, you really helped me, and I appreciate that, man. Well, you, you know, I was a few years younger. I w- had a lot of drive. <laughs> you did. <laughs> that, that you were, I think, and I saw to, that in you. I was like, "Oh, that kid wants to do stuff. I need him." You know, it was it was a fun time and pretty chaotic. Somewhere in the middle of things, I got fed up with the censorship in the Viz version of the manga, which they'd previously said they would never do. And I wrote letters and I started a petition and I got it uncensored for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you kind of pull it back around again. I really, really look fondly on 1997 to kind of early 1999. Season three through going home with my ball. <laughs> I don't really remember. It was probably pretty sucky. And then these last 10 years I've loved. So yes. 
I, and again, I really think what we have now was formed from late 97 to early 99. And I, I want to thank and really send my appreciation to Jim, to Steve, to Rachel, maybe not to Joe at the time, but <laughs> he came around <laughs> to all those folks. You, you made a difference in my life. And I, I appreciate that. And uh, I think we're all here today together because of that. And I know Jim would be hanging out and shaking his head at some of these Dragon Ball Heroes things as well, I think. Yes. So, Julian, I don't know. How do you want to wrap this up? It, it was a good time. Glad to be here today. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. We were both on AOL and we hadn't yet discovered more um, efficient ways of uh, getting into the internet, I suppose you could say. Uh, we were both early into the fandom, and I think it really helped shape both of us in terms of just Dragon Ball in general meant to both of us. Yeah. And and I think in that respect, it's um, really responsible for Konzenju now. And it's really funny to think about because looking back on it now, we we neither of us knew anything about the series. No. People are having these spirited debates and kind of hitting on the actual truth some of the time but accidentally right. it was all it was mostly the blind leading the blind none of, none <laughs> totally of us spoke was. japanese except for um Daimao and yeah. <laughs> uh it was fun times but yeah it, I, I look back on it fondly and with a good deal of nostalgia in spite of the low points as well so thank you everyone <laughs> we yes thank you all and you know and those of you who are on Konzenshu now um, who are now 16 sticking with us yes <laughs> and yes those who are on consensu now and who are 16 and starting a lot of topics at once <laughs> <laughs> um you know th think about moving things together into a single topic so that they can be more easily discussed and uh, we're old ain't go nobody got time for that stop <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, oh. you know, we, we just have to remember that those fans, too, will eventually become older and either embittered or at least more mature. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I think people think two things of me at the same time. They're like, you're either too hard on people or you, you're giving them too many chances. Why aren't you being more hard on them? And I'm like, well, Alta Fe and a Dragon Ball. That's why. That's my yes. answer to everything. Because, yes, people need moderation, but you know what? We were all little kids once. And, yes, 16 is a little kid. And I'm only 31 now, but I know in a couple of years, we're like, oh, I thought I knew so much at 31. You know, just give another couple of years. You'll always yes. reflect more. Yes. Um, I, I don't remember how long ago it was. I must have been still in, in high school or even younger. Just uh -huh. Somebody told me, no matter how old you are, when you get older, you realize how stupid you were then. Yep. And it, it always holds true. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> always. Um, so that, that might sound like an insult if you are our age back then, but no. It's true. It's true. You, you will find that it is true in due time, so don't panic. Just as and, an example. Uh, don't feel of, insulted. <laughs> just as an example of that, when I was porting over every single individual news entry from Daisenshu EX and Kanzentai and before that, Vegito EX's homepage, every year of news posts, I could see this gradual but distinct change in writing style and tone and professionalism. And I still see that today in posts from even like three years ago. So, yep, it's there. Yes. Julian, let's wrap it up. It's sad that some of the stuff that happened happened, but um, I'm glad 
to be able to reflect on it, especially with you now. Uh, it was a good time. It formed Konzenshu as uh, an entity now, I really think. And here we are. Konzenshu's been going for over a year. Vegito AX's homepage dates back to January 1998. I have no intentions of stopping, and I will continue to use all of this experience as my basis going forward. So... Thanks, everyone. You want to wrap it up? Thank you for this very nostalgic entry into Julian, to get yourself on the right track, tell the kids, where can they find Konzenshu? Because that's what we are now. Yes. You can find us on the internet at http colon slash slash V-E-G-E-X dot S-R-E-A-N-I-M-E dot N-E-T. That's V-E-G-E-X at dot S-R-E-A-N-I-M-E dot net. No, wait. There was no WWW. Did you say that? I can't remember. No. No, okay. I didn't. Uh, okay. No. Actually, that's that's pr- probably over 10 years ago and a dead link. You can actually find us at Konzenshu, which is www.K-A-N-Z-E-N-S-H-U-U Dot com. Sorry, we could not find veggiex.sreanime.net. Oh, that's sad. It was going to a porn site for a while. Oh, try pokeball.net. Uh, okay. I think that goes to a porn site now. I'm on my work <laughs> laptop, so this is uh, dangerous. <laughs> um, maybe you should. Uh, no, the domain may be for sale. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Julian. Thank you, man. Uh, my name is Mike. It's for Julian across from me, for Heath and for Jake and for Mary. Uh, we appreciate all of you. We look forward to spending more time with you. Julian, wrap up the show as a whole, please, sir. Yes. Thank you for listening to this very nostalgia-filled entry into Konzenshu, the podcast. Not Daizenshu EX, not Altfan Dragon Ball, not the Ultimate DBZ information site, and not Sushinshu. But they, they are our spiritual forebears, and we are very grateful to all of them. I guess Daisenshu EX would be ourselves, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, yes, please check us next time. 